here today and we're glad. Um, one of the things that we've, and I, I've leaned hard on T. Austin Sparks in, in, in a couple of areas, there's, there's no one that has it all. But uh, the Spirit of God. And God's end is, uh, is in salvation. But the salvation experience is a gift. Um, you, um, I mean, I think he. He puts it this way uh, in one of his statements, and um, the to be saved is a great deal of different than knowing the lordship of Christ, and and the differentiation there in the beginning is because it's all. It's all God doing this for you and for me in the beginning. But as, as we see the, the, the word and walk with God, we've hopefully now learned that it's the danger of information. <coughs> Doctrine, information is not going to give you the traction, give me any traction that I want. I may have all kinds of history and and know the Bible from cover to cover, but it, it's, um, it's all about relationship because the Lord has absolutely taken away sin. And it's not that we don't <laughs> sin, and it's not that we don't repent, but the, the major emphasis is relationship. Do we know, are we in contact. I read this morning and I, it's always bothered me. You know, God spoke with Moses as he spoke with men face to face. And I really had a big question about that and I still do. But I do know, and there is evidence, that it, God has a closer relationship with some than he does with others. And that's what we all, I think we all ate for that. And, and the testimonies, you know, in the mornings of times and different ones will give an indication of it. But it really comes down to growth. It comes down to maturity. And you do not have to stay in the born-again experience, which is a must, at the beginning. But when he becomes Lord, you know, you, you, uh, you're still saved, even if he's never Lord. And that's kind of a, an awful thing to say because he is Lord and we miss out on so much. We really, really do if we're just kind of sequestered. But um, his... God's end is salvation, and he puts it this way in the sparks. But it is clearly something which needs to be pursued. It is plain that we do not 
have to win salvation. And we certainly do not have to suffer the loss of all things. And I don't, you know, I don't find that comforting because I know I'm missing something and I, and I, don't, find it, I don't find it comforting either way. Understand? Either to not pursue or to pursue. And, and uh, the pursuance is, I've got to get smaller. He's greater. And, you know, in the Christian faith, you look around and there's extraordinary uh, amount of, it's all about me. It's all about what we're doing. It's all about our group. It's all about uh, this organization or that church or uh, what is happening. When, in, when the end of it all, it is about Christ. It's about the, the intention of God Almighty to have a family. And, you know, uh, I, I've said this a few times, and I'm not apologizing if it irritates you, but people say, well, we're, we're not a family. We, we, well, that's true, and it's untrue. In some ways, there's a relationship and a continuity in this room that is, that is beyond anything we have ever seen individually in family or not. And there's still the individual uh, growth factor because when you remember that, with, that God spoke to, to, the, uh, to the church uh, in Corinth, I mean, he said, you, you're not, you can't hear me. You, can't hit, you cannot eat meat. You can't chew. And, um, and he said the same thing. He said, I am in travail to, to the church that uh, wanted to get back to the law. I'm in travail until you are born again, until you grow. Uh, and so there's a difference between being born again, born from above, and lordship. Lordship is, is, uh, is something that, that is established as you say, God, I am, I'm not going to stay on this charismatic white stone merry-go-round. I want to go on. I want to leave the things behind that you say leave behind. I, I've been in love with the world. I don't know how to change that. I, I, I can't do it. And I think a central point, and, and I have people, I've had people right here say, I don't want to hear we can't do this. Well, you're going to hear it. It, is, it, is, it has to be sourced by God himself. This is not something that, that we get in the library or in history or anything else. There has to be the offering of ourselves every day. You know, delighting. I get to serve Christ. I get to be a love slave of the living God. I get to live as a son and hearing what the Father would have for me today. It's not always pleasant. And 
even the big boys, I, I, I look at the big boys because uh, they can be very ha happy. Mickey Mouse tells me I have somebody on the line. Anyway, but you're far more important at this moment. And we're going to lift our hands to the Lord and, and make a sacrifice of praise. You ever thought about that? What does it mean? Well, it means you take time to say, God, I don't know the way. You do. Uh, please, Heavenly Father, Help me to get smaller and for you to grow as, as the Lord over my life. And uh, we'll be happy that we did, I'll guarantee you. I've never regretted a step forward when I, when I said, God, please, this is pathetic. It's pathetic to have all this truth and to not have any traction to go forward. Let's pray. Father, before we come to you, uh, help us wherever this uh, habitual religiosity so zipped up in tradition that is just a terrible bore because the calliope, the music, can be wonderful and we like to be informed we're gluttons and little piggies for information. But we, at the end of the day, if we haven't known you and we haven't seen that uh, our relationship is, is growing, give us uh, the kind of disappointment that will bring us to crying out uh, and saying, Lord, help. Help us to not stay as we are, for Jesus' sake, who didn't. Amen. Let's gather.
Good morning. So there's that saying that says that um, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. That's not true for God. He, uh, he chose you and me and others to be a part of his family. Um, that should make you excited a little bit, really, even though it's a Saturday morning. Um, a little less smoke out there today than yesterday. But you should be excited that God chose the likes of us uh, and called us to be a part of his family, which is uh, <clears throat> a lot better uh, family than any other family around in the world. And... Um, the expectation and the promise that he has for his children are pretty astounding. Um, more than we can comprehend at times. And what we can comprehend is still pretty amazing. And uh, to have an opportunity to be a part of such a great thing that God is doing and that he's intended to do in you and me um, it's not something to <clears throat> be taken lightly um, and to know that that is the purpose of him to uh, build a family uh, <clears throat> and to make that family just like he wants it. That's, that's pretty, I'd like that. <laughs> I haven't been successful there. I have a family, but they are certainly didn't do everything I wanted it to do. I want to start up. <clears throat> I, I don't, I'm not going to be long. I always like to give you something to be excited about. And sometimes that, <laughs> that's all I can do. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I'd like to go to Hebrews 10. Sorry, it's uh, Hebrews 11. It says, um, <clears throat> verse 8, By faith Abraham... When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. I like that line. He was called to go to go into a place which he would later receive for an inheritance. Many of us have come and gone out not fully knowing what our inheritance was going to be. We had a hope. We'd heard things. Um, but we didn't know that that was going to happen. And so Abraham was called out, and uh, I like that. This is after he received for an inheritance, obeyed. It's a hard word there. And he went out, 
not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, also like this line here, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. That's uh, pretty inclusive. You know, God gave him a call, and his children that weren't born yet were going to be a part of that. They had a promise to. And, you know, they, they were in, in, that, in that calling. I, you know, I have children, and that, that gives me a little bit of comfort to know that God is not just looking after me, but he's looking after mine uh, as well. Um, and they may not even know it. They may not even, some of them might not even be born yet. But he's, he's placed that call. Verse uh, 10, so at, well, the end of verse 9, he says, Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Then verse 10, for he looked for a city which had foundations. So Abraham went out looking for a city which had foundations. Uh, <clears throat> just to, let me tell you a little bit of a story here. We'll stop here for a sec. How do you look for a city that has foundations? Thought about that. Look for a city which has foundations. I went to uh, Wainwright yesterday to uh, <clears throat> look at the job that we've been involved in up there. And <clears throat> some of you may remember, you may not. It's okay. We've been up there. This is the second year. And all that Heritage Rock is involved in is the foundation work. It's actually more below what's the foundation, but it's from the foundation down. That's all we've been doing for the last couple of years, um, summer season, obviously, but uh, <clears throat> with a crew of eight to 10, 12 guys, a bunch of subcontractors, a bunch of support from others. And yesterday I was up there and uh, you look at, so the, the concrete is poor. Mostly there's, there's still a few pores that need to be done. We've been working on two, two pretty major foundations. Um, the, the steel building is going up on, on the community activity center, which is a bowling alley and different types of activities that will happen in there, sort of like something similar to what's here at Greeley, except a little bit bigger than that. And uh, <clears throat> I was... Uh, I was uh, astounded by, you know, walking around and you see, there's not a whole lot to see right now. Um, there is some concrete, there's some rebar sticking out of places. There is a pool that, you know, is in pretty rough shape with some water in it. Um, and it's, you know, pretty good size footprint. But if you think about, two years of work doesn't really look like much. Doesn't really look like hardly anything. You would, th you would look at that and say, I don't know what those guys have been doing for two years. Um, uh, because it's just, you know, it's just a bunch of concrete, yeah, different shapes, pretty neat, you know, stuff that happened there, but uh, you can't see a whole lot. Uh, and <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, but last year when we were out there, I mean, there was this huge field and we dug a hole that went 12, 13 feet deep. And, you know, that looked pretty amazing. 
you know, and um, I had all kinds of trucking and heavy equipment, big equipment, small equipment, people running all over the place. Just a lot happening there last year and then this year it was a lot happening with smaller equipment, lots of people, lots of different aspects working together. Um, I'm sure you heard we had a crane out there, you know, dropping weight on the 50 ton weight on the, on the foundation to make sure it was nice and solid, you know, uh, all kinds of testing, all kinds of material being brought, material being inspected, uh, make sure that it had the right <coughs> specs and, you know, yeah, right composition, you know, all kinds of QC happening, uh, headaches on every side, just, just all kinds of stuff went into the work of that foundation. And right now you wouldn't <coughs> notice what had happened. So how in the world does Abraham go looking for <coughs> a city that has good foundations? Um, and, you know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, you know, if I was in the market for a house, I would want to find what houses Gabe Greenleaf built. <laughs> and, and think about buying one of those. If you ever had to work with Gabe, it's very nice to talk about him from right now, right here. Out on the field, Gabe is one of those guys that you don't want to see in your job site. He has an eye for detail like you wouldn't believe it. Um, <clears throat> three or four years ago, we were doing a job at Wainwright, and Gabe wasn't working there. He was working from home, but he would come up every once in a while, and I was very impressed with this. He walked in, in the middle of winter, late fall, it was, we had snow on the ground, and he walked to the job site, kind of looked around like this, and he said, that is not in the right place. <laughs> he started measuring and stuff, and there were some anchors that were very important, but just a couple anchors sitting out of the concrete. Well, they were gonna be pouring concrete, and they were a couple, two or three inches off, which should have made the whole building totally wrong. Just, just his eye for detail is just impressive, and his, uh, his OCD for foundations. <laughs> oh my God. You know, we, we have a, he, he has this term, the cone of compaction thing, and I mean, that's just one of many things that Gabe is just insane about making sure that a foundation is put in right. Oh, they did. It wasn't us, it was somebody else. Of course it wasn't us. No. <laughs> but um, but uh, I'm just trying, my only point is, um, let's just finish reading that, that verse there because it's the next line. Um, he looked for a city which had foundations. That's, you know, that's a good thing to look for. There aren't many things out there with good foundations. Uh, there aren't any things with found, good foundation out there. But the way that you find a good foundation is the builder. If you know who the builder and the maker is. The builder and maker, Abraham was looking for a foundation that, not so much looking at the foundation, but who was the guy that was in charge of the building project, which was God. That's what Abraham was looking at. Foundation that was built and made by God. <clears throat> you know, yeah, I would look for something that Gabe built <laughs> because I know the kind of work that he does. Um, 
Gabe cannot cheat on any spec or anything. That's the other thing. You know, you, you'd want, you want to know the source, the character of the person that is building this foundation. And <clears throat> we've been called, I was talking about family. We've been called to be a part of the family whose builder and maker is God. You know, that's, that's the type of uh, constructor, contractor <laughs> that has said, you're going to be a part of that. <clears throat> you know, that foundation is pretty solid. This foundation that we built up there, you wouldn't know the, you couldn't tell the, the feet of compacted material that is under it. And then the foundation, the concrete that has been poured below the concrete that is poured to support this building that God is doing. You, I mean, to support that building that, that we're building. Uh, you, you wouldn't be able to tell just from looking. You'd have to dive into the plans. And even that wouldn't be able to tell you that that was true, that that actually happened. Unless you actually knew the guy who was in charge. I'd like to go to um, 2 Timothy. My point's pretty simple today, but that's, you know, where I'm at and something to be thankful and excited about. The kind of work that we've been called to be a part of. 2 Corinthians 2, one of my favorite verses, verse 19. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. So we know that for a fact, right? But it has this seal that the Lord knows them that are His. He knows them that are His. And let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You know, it's, we should be excited and thankful for that opportunity. Not only has God uh, chosen to be, us to be a part of his work, he's called you and he knows them that are his. That's his sure foundation. That is quite a calling that he's placed and that he's made us to be a part of. Second <clears throat> Corinthians three. Verse ten. First Corinthians, sorry about that. Verse, uh, verse 9, it says, uh, For we 
are laborers together with God. That's, that's a mouthful there. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You, ye are God's building. You're God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another build it thereon. But let every man take heed how he build it thereupon. I guess you should take heed how you build on that foundation. It's a pretty specific foundation that, that God is putting together. It says, for other foundations, and I like that, can no man lay than this, than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's the foundation that he is building us into. To be Christ. To be a part of the, you know, the foundation holds the whole building. is there to be able to, to carry the building. And it seems, you know, that it's above our pay grade. But we're not the ones that have made that call. That's the call, you know, it's, it's something that he's placed over us to be a part of a foundation that is going to be eternal, that is gonna have no end. A foundation that is going to bring life and is bringing life, life that will never die. You know, that, the, that kind of work that, that God is building seems to have been taking a long time because it's got to be done just right, just according, you know, just perfectly according to, to his specs, to his purpose, because it's to be there forever. It's, to, it's, it's, to, it's never going to fail, it's never going to die. The only, you know, the only problem with our nature is that it dies. Our, you know, our life is not too bad. You know, some are, some are terrible, some are okay, but it dies. It all has an end. God's work, God's purpose is to be eternal and to, and not just to be eternal, but to bring life forevermore. That is quite exciting to be a part of something that is never going to die, is never going to be without fruit. It's, it's always going to produce life. It's always going to bring something uh, that is going to continue. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of work that we're involved in and that we've been call to be a part of and <clears throat> that we need to I should continue to sow to um, because <clears throat> otherwise it's just it's death otherwise there's an end to it and his purpose is to bring life I want to go to 1st Timothy 1 
2 Timothy 1, 9. Verse 9, it says, Who, has, who hath called, saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. You see, the only reason we, we can have confidence in this work, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the security that we have in Christ. That security doesn't come because we believe in it. Or because, you know, the power of positive thinking. <laughs> or, you know, uh, just uh, being faithful or doing things. That security comes because of that one line right there. That is according to His own purpose and grace, which was given unto us in Christ Jesus before the world began. The only reason this is going to work is because that's what God intended it. That's what he, 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 he meant it. He he wanted it to be that way. And that's why we can be secure in the work of God. And so when God says, you are my building, you are my, you know, I'm going to make you a part of what I'm doing. It's not because we're a part of it. It's not because we believe in it. It's not because, you know, we're going to try hard. It's because God is going to make sure that that happens. So God is going to, you know, he's releasing his power to whatever extent it takes to release you and me from our sin, from our nature, so that he can bring us into perfect alignment with what his intention is. And, and you know, it's all about his work. So, you know, when this master builder says, this is what I'm gonna do, and it's gonna be just so, and then you happen to be the one that he says you're a part of that, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna conform <laughs> to that image. Now, I'm sure, you know, God, it works with us to bring us to that place, right? I mean, this is what we're involved in right now is the process of God purifying us uh, to bring us to the place where we can conform and we can be a part of the building that he's doing. But that's, that's something that he does. And, and we are only receivers of such a tremendous expectation and such a tremendous calling that, that he's uh, invited us and has made us partakers of and you know so yeah i do want to believe in the everlasting power of his work in my life and you know the, the security that i can find in that not because of me not because of my belief but because i believe in the one who's determined who's the one who's who's the founder the one who is the builder, the one who is the maker, the one who is the creator. I mean, he's the creator, right? Not only is he the builder and maker, he knows how to create and he knows how to make something out of nothing. So if you look at you, yourself, and see that there is nothing, that's okay. It's okay to look at you and say, man, not here, this ain't gonna happen. Because he's the one that knows how to create what is not there. I mean, he actually seems to really excel at that, to, to really uh, enjoy making something that was never there. Um, and you gotta look at yourself, <laughs> you, we should look at ourselves with that kind of faith and that kind of hope. That yes, I, I may not feel like anything, I may not feel like I have anything, uh, I don't. And I don't and I can't. 
and I can't produce it and I can't make it happen. But there is someone that knows how to create something when they're out of nothing <laughs> and how to make it flourish, how to make it bring life. You know, we're destined for death, but he brings life and he makes it, you know, to where it's always going to produce life. How do we do that? You know, how are we a part of that? We have no idea. But he's the one that, you know, has his intent on performing that work. And that's, you know, <clears throat> the reason why I'm like, we should be excited. We should be overjoyed. And I know, I mean, in your heart, right? <laughs> um, that that you're, you're called to be a part of that family and that God saw the likes of you and me and, and said, you're going to be a part of that. Wow. <clears throat> Verse 12, I think I wanted to read here. Let's see what it says. For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have been committed unto him against that day. What in the world is that day? I have no idea what that day. But he is able to keep that which he has committed to in, on that day. You know, that day can be, some days are like, uh, <laughs> this is not a good thing. But he's able to produce that life against in that day. In the day when you don't have any hope, when you're faithless. Uh, he can bring that he, to, to, to be. <clears throat> Just close. Uh, in Ephesians, I think it is. Chapter 2. Says now there, verse nineteen. Well, let's let's read verse eighteen. It says, for through him, okay, this is good. Through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Okay, that's that's a good thing to know every day, that you have access by one spirit to the Father. It says now therefore, verse nineteen, you are no more strangers and foreigners. We've all been in places, you know, that are new, right? It's not a good feeling when you're somewhere that you don't know, people that you don't know, you go to a place that you don't know. It's kind of a weird feeling. You feel uncomfortable. You don't know if you should say something, you shouldn't say something, you don't know these people. You know, do they drink coffee? Do they not? What, are they tea drinkers? God help us. You know, you... Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's just, uh, we're... Now, but, but this verse, now, therefore, now, therefore, you're not, no more strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Man, that verse is a mouthful there. It's now that you're not strangers anymore. Now, you're not foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the corner chief stone in whom all the build, building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together 
for, an inhabit, for a habitation of God through the Spirit. You are being built into that foundation, that habitation that He is going to dwell in. You're not anymore, you know, you can't feel like you don't belong. <laughs> like, you know, is this the right place? You're now no longer foreigners or strangers, but you are a part of that foundation, the cornerstone, which is Christ. And he's building us into that, which no other man can build. Foundation, you know, in a house that is everlasting and is eternal. Amen. One of the, the hardest uh, things, I've said it, but it bears repeating, our, our souls are very active. I mean, at least I know about mine. And it, uh, it can get so active in what I think I should be doing. And, and I've said this, and I think I've, I've maybe wrongly emphasize something, or at least it, it, it needs a greater balance than, than, than I can give. Um, and that is that uh, our traditional born-again experience, baptized in the spirit, prophesying, gifts, the, in the initial stages, there's nothing that's more exciting to us than realize that we're not going to die and that we have uh, contact. And <laughs> for someone who says the tradition is uh, boring and we get stuck on it, I, I, I think I forgot the years that I in the gifting and the uh, call and gathering that I was overwhelmed with what God was able to do even in these aspects that we hear in, in uh, Hebrews 6 leaving those things behind because there are people in this room that haven't even come to those things some of them understand and, and because there's a, a, a variety of levels, variety of levels as far as maturity and, and understanding and experience. But I, I, I still want to say this. If you do not fully say, God, I, I'm yours. I'm, I want to give everything I have to this. And, and I remember in my own life, I have to confess, and I'm ashamed in a sense, uh, but God knew, is that when we, when we commit, it's a continual commitment. And, and this soul of yours and this soul of mine can decide, ah, that's it for me. Uh, I'm committed, I'm settled, I got this thing under, with understanding, and we go our ways and go away from the will of God. Because you don't, you don't grow. I can't grow outside of the will of God. 
and you have to say, well, yeah, you can, because you, my mistakes are some of my friends. Could you say amen to that? You know, uh, we, I mean, and, uh, and this thing of the foundation, I, I thank God for, uh, for, for uh, Ron Greenleaf, because he knew what a solid foundation was all about. And anything that uh, Gabriel picked up, he probably watched, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our brother uh, and, and said, I want to learn that. I want to get a, a hold of that too. But we did not build our houses straight on the mud. And because it was a quick thing, and did you mention that? Because I've been in and out. And, uh, the, the reality is, uh, we were we built these places. They're gonna like they're gonna last for who knows how long, and we and we don't know because God could dash the whole scene tomorrow. He could drop chunks of Alaska into holes that we won't be able to find anymore. So none of us know the direction, but we do know that the one who made us says, "Come on, you're mine," and and I am going to make you uh, something you've never seen. And uh, because of my uh, wild reputation, uh, somebody said, if Greer goes up and lives in a Christian community in that, I'll guarantee you, I'll go up. Several people said that when they, you know, in your high school days and college days, people remember what you are. And they, uh, <laughs> they uh, make threats. And it, there was only one guy that came up, uh, and I'm still in contact with him. But folks, the privileged place, the overwhelming get to, get this in your mind, I get to serve God uh, forever. I get to come to the fullness of all that God would have for me. What a, what a wonderful thing. There, there, there is a boring circle of going over and over and over and over the same thing unless you are making traction, growth, so that you and God have a, a relationship. And the, and the only relationship that is ultimately lasting with, with the growth in it is you and the spirit of Christ that you have uh, received to grow as a son with the Father. There is nothing higher on the earth. There is no greater challenge to you. And thank you for the... <laughs> we don't know where we're going. You know, here we are and we have no idea the conclusion uh, of the matter and uh, I I've stopped uh, you know the other day I was reading about the gold uh, the, there's gold and silver and this and that those are all wonderful things but in the way of that is your death to your way and my death to my way that's why 
you don't see, and I love Brother Buddy, he said, you don't see great lineups at the cross. People aren't saying, oh, here, I was here first. No, they're more than happy to let others go as far as the way of, of not living your life. And the greatest danger and waste of time, and I'm thankful that I I'm, still have some breath to say it, is thinking that you're going to go out and do something for God. When you and I have come to a place where we do not want our way, but are solidly convinced that his is the highest. And you don't learn that overnight. You don't get that, you know, oh, now I got it. It takes a great deal of time to really say I can't do it. Uh, and, and our brother this morning said it with a convincing reality. But he'll have to say it tomorrow. And he'll have to say it, you know, next Wednesday and Sunday and a month of Sundays from now. And that's the key. That's the key. But the beauty of it is when you're born again, when you're born of God, he stays with you. The flaw is if we don't believe that, we just don't grow. And that's kind of pathetic. If we had, we did have a child here that people were concerned, uh, our baby's not growing, there, there's something wrong, there's a nutritional thing. And I think she was just gonna be a little girl for a while. And, a, and, and we had her checked and went through all of it, but the, the whole farm was in a big scare. Some of you remember it. And, and it's pathetic in the natural. It is. But can I tell you what's more pathetic? Is to be 50, 60, 40, 35, 17, 18, and absolutely be stationary where you and, and the God who made you, are, he's still a long way off because you're so enraptured with yourself. And take it from the people who have, have been wrong. I've, I've tried to understand, God, why was I so enveloped in a, in a direction that was wrong? Maybe to tell you uh, in an honest way that uh, uh, it, it, there's no fruit, there's no joy like the joy of doing the will of God. There's nothing that compares to it. Nothing. And I tried to find out if there really was because I didn't, I didn't believe in the early stages of my spiritual development that God himself was the final answer to it all. I thought, well, that's good. Now that I know, I can help him. And that was the demise and the protraction of growth for me. So God help us today. Thank you uh, for uh, that word this morning. If the elders would be so kind at this moment to get up and go to the childcare room, we do have an emergency situation that I have to communicate. It'll be very short, I promise you. But
If you would do that now, and then we'll dismiss. I want to see you going that way so we're together. Thank you. All right. Father, you have it all. You know who are your, yours. <laughs> Our brother said that this morning. You know those that are yours. Dear God, let us know down deep, rooted and grounded, that, that we belong to you and to no other for Jesus' sake. Amen.